This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It, it's amazing. It, re- it really is. As you can tell by my voice being a little uh, a little off, um, there's been a lot of talking with people you haven't seen in a long time. I want to thank you for having me on. By doing it now, you stopped me from going to Dunn's to have smoked meat for the second time on my three-day trip so far. So you're providing public service to me. Oh, wait. You can't go wrong with Dunn's. Uh, you can't go wrong with a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. And I'm always trying to find ways to replicate it the best that I can outside of Montreal. But uh, one of my favorite food items on the NHL circuit, no doubt about it. Uh, Sean, let's dive in first, taking a little bit of a look back at uh, this past season, I guess, from the overall uh, league perspective, just starting with the way things finished out. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche got it done. Is that uh, what you kind of saw happening as things were going through the playoffs? And and what did you take away from the playoffs as a whole? Yeah, no, I thought the playoffs were great. I thought the hockey was great. I, you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn too loud, but when the playoffs started, I had the Avalanche beating the Lightning in seven. So I was off by one game and I thought we were going to get a game seven, but uh it did not work out that way, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I, I thought it was great. And, you know, you look at the Colorado Avalanche and they had had so many disappointments. Um, and you just kind of felt like they had put it all together. They had gotten the pieces they needed and they had learned the lessons that they needed to learn. And they were by far the best team. And, and I think and I know this probably won't play too well with the Panthers, but I, I think the Lightning should get all the credit in the world for making it a series because I thought the disparity between the two teams was pretty evident um, in, in skill and speed and freshness. And then obviously Braden Point missing for the Lightning made it even more pronounced. But uh, other than that 7-0 runaway um, in, in Colorado in the first two games, like that series was – it was a coin flip a lot of time, even though Colorado – you know, was the better team. Sean Rourke, NHL.com here, kind enough to stop by and chat with us. Just recapping a bit of the past NHL season as we look ahead, we turn the page to a new season. That hard to believe Sean's going to be getting going in about, uh, well, three months or so from uh, from right now. It's an off season that's going to go by pretty quickly. What's your, your favorite Paul Maurice coaching attribute? Communication. I like for especially for writers like he he's so good at explaining the game and and broadcasters and whoever else people that need to bring the game to the fans paul maurice is is unbelievable in in explaining what he wants to do why he wants to do it how you go about doing it and and he does that for the players as well as as you know the outside people the media and everybody else that's responsible for kind of getting that message to the fans 
Um, so you'll know what to expect as a player. You'll know why it's expected, which I think for young players is really important. You know, you don't, you don't have too many of those. It's my way or the highway guys left in the league anymore because young players have grown up, you know, watching video and being told why they have to do certain things and, and having a say in how they approach the game and, and how their their skill can be utilized the best. And I think, you know, Paul Maurice is very adaptable. He's a really smart hockey man and he's a good man. Like, and, and to me, that's it. Like he, you'll always know where you stand with Paul Maurice. And I think that's really important. Sean Rourke, NHL.com here with us. And Sean, taking a look at the Atlantic Division, I know over the course of the offseason, there's a lot that can unfold and there are a lot of things that can, I guess, uh, take shape. But in looking at the Atlantic Division, uh, could this be the toughest division in the National Hockey League? I mean, uh, the Panthers, the Leafs figure to be in the mix and very good again. Tampa Bay, uh, they're not going anywhere, even though, uh, you know, there are some miles on those tires there at the Lightning. As long as Andre Vasilevsky's in his prime, that's going to be a team that can contend. The Boston Bruins, maybe uh, with the talented roster, they're just missing a lot of it uh, going into the season. So it could be some tough sledding for them, but then you've got teams like Ottawa, like Detroit, that figure to be on the way up and at least hang around. What do you make of the Atlantic Division overall? Yeah, no, I, I think it is, you know, I, I think you can make an argument for the Central Division with the Stanley Cup champion living there and, and a really good Blues team, a Minnesota team that, that, that's pretty decent, um, you know, but I, I think maybe from top to bottom, that Atlantic Division is really good. Look, somebody is going to be out in the first round again, somebody that's really good. Um, or the second round because of how loaded that division is. Like, you know, Toronto's going nowhere, and, and they're very much like Florida. Like, they keep losing in the first round. At some point, they're going to put it all together. They need to find a goaltender. You know, it looks like Jack Campbell's not coming back. Uh, you know, as of, you know, us doing this today, that's kind of where it stands um, in the negotiations. So they need to find a goaltender. But, you know, Austin Matthews is making an argument that he might be the best player in the league. Um, they have some depth. Up. They, you know, they made some moves to try and get out of the first round and they, and they couldn't do it. And they look, they've had some horrible draws. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, Toronto can't win. Well, they were three up, three one up on the defending Stanley Cup champions and they just couldn't put them away. So, you know, they learned those lessons. I, I'm with you. I don't believe Tampa Bay's done at all. Um, it, it's not only Vasilevsky, it, it, it's, it's that whole core. Like, they love to win. They're addicted to it now. John Cooper is the most underrated coach in the league. Everybody thinks he just throws a bunch of guys out there and they win, and that's not the case at all. Um, so, yeah, they're not done. You wonder what's going to happen with Boston, with, with Bergeron and, and Marchand out, and, and, you know, their defense a little bit banged up, a new coach in, in Montgomery. Um but they've always been good and, and they know their windows closing. So I think they'll, they'll figure it out at some point. And then, like you said, there are those teams that are coming and, and, you know, one of them's going to figure it out and it's going to make life miserable for, for the rest of them. So um, I don't think there's going to be many ga easy games uh, within the division this year. Yeah. No off nights in the Atlantic division. That's been the case uh, for a while, maybe uh, more than ever uh, here at this point in time. Sean Rourke, NHL.com here with us. Uh, Sean, last couple before we let you get going here. Uh, is there a, a subplot, a storyline, something between now and when things get going for real early in October, some sort of off-season storyline that maybe uh, has you the most interested? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton, right? Free agency starts in less than a week. Um, you know, there's a flat cap. 
you know, what are the Penguins going to do with Malkin? They, they just signed Latang and, and Chris Latang, and now they still have Malkin left. Are they going to keep that trio together and, you know, try and win one more time with, with their base? Uh, very, again, very much like Tampa Bay has kind of kept their base together. Can they do it with the salary cap and a flat cap? But to me, it's, it's the goalies, right? Like everybody needs a goalie. Everybody wants a goalie. Everybody looks and sees what Colorado did with two goalies. They needed two goalies to win the cup. You know, there's not a lot of Vasilevskis out there. Um, so you need, if you want to be competitive, you need two goalies and there's not a ton out there. So the asking price is going to be ridiculous, you know, for guys like Flurry and Kemper, who's a free agent and, and um, you know, other goalies of that ilk, uh, Campbell, like we talked about. So I think as you get close to free agency and then into free agency, the goalie carousel is just going to start spinning furiously. And at the end, somebody's going to be really disappointed. And because nobody wants that disappointment, I, I think the market is going to be pretty robust for goalies and, and somebody's going to overpay at some point. And, uh, and Sean, just uh, one last one here about, uh, about this draft that's ongoing. And as you talk to people gearing up for this draft, did you sense that there were maybe some, some challenges in terms of evaluating and, and any maybe overarching themes that have come from the uh, lead up to this draft because so many guys missed key development time. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, for example, especially guys in the Ontario Hockey League uh, missed a, a lot of time. So there could be some real diamonds in the rough coming out of this draft just because we have a smaller body of work to look at for a number of these players. Yeah, no, I, and, and I, I think that is the case. And it's a really important year. You know, in the last couple of days, we've been talking to some of the top guys and they've talked about, you know, losing that time and, and, and trying to make up for it and trying to rush through and, you know, not being at their best this year. Like even Shane Wright, who, you know, is a superior hockey player, is going to, you know, the top guy going into the draft, like, he didn't have the year that everybody thought he was going to have. And it kind of opened up that board and, you know, they're like, well, maybe there's another number one, but he didn't have the year that he thought he was going to have because, and he still had 94 points in the OHL, which is no, uh, it is a mean feat because it's not as offensive as, as the, the Quebec league. And, but he didn't have the year he wanted because he was making up for his lost time. Right. It's not like he sat around and watched TV and played video games. Like I did. Um, it's that, you know, he could only work in the gym. He couldn't work on his skating as much. He couldn't work a very cerebral player. He, he, he wasn't playing with teammates and, and kind of staying sharp. So it, people are really going to have to count on their talent evaluators. And it's not going to be about gameplay. It's going to be looking at players and it's going to be like, I know this guy didn't have a lot of points. I know this didn't happen or this did happen. But look at his skills, right? Look at how he skates. Look at how he shoots. Look at the way he thinks the game. And there's, you know, it's always a crapshoot. You know, you go back and you look at drafts and you're like, oh, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe Patrice Bergeron was picked, you know, late in the second round or Pavel Datsyuk in the last round. The Or, you know, uh, the opposite way. I can't believe this guy was picked in the first round and he never panned out. It's because you're projecting four years down the road. You're not projecting who's the best player today. You're projecting who's going to be the best player in four years. And those are huge four years. You're going from a 17 year old to a 21 year old man. And, and, you know, the best player right now, it most likely isn't going to be the best player in four years. So you really have to trust your, your talent evaluators, um, but there's, I think there's going to be a lot of misses and there's going to be a chance late in the draft to really get some talent that's kind of slipped down because the numbers don't jive with the eye test and teams are going to be afraid to waste draft capital on something that they don't feel overly comfortable about. 
He's Sean Rourke from NHL.com, Senior Director of Editorial there. Sean, tell everybody out there where they can find you as always. I know you've got your podcast with uh, with Dan Rosen. You're always active on Twitter. Lots of stuff going on at NHL.com. I know you're up in Montreal right now. Uh, tell all the folks where they can find you. Yeah, so look, for draft coverage, NHL.com is going to be the place to be. We have two draft guys that do it all year, Mike Morial and, and Adam Kimmelman, and they're fantastic. We'll have a live uh uh, tracker for both days of, of you know the pick by pick we'll have analysis we have a we have a uh, nine person crew up here so nothing's going to go unnoticed there's going to be a lot of news non-draft news you know free agencies a few days away I think there's going to be a lot of trades so we'll have it all covered like you mentioned Dan Rosen and I do an at the rink podcast uh, our, our new episode just dropped uh, yesterday from live from here in Montreal and we talked about the draft a little bit with Mike Morial and then we talked about some of these off-season themes that you've talked about with that we've just talked about so um and then you know twitter s rourke underscore nhl so um you know follow us nhl.com too on twitter and um you know you'll get all your information there and you know keep listening to doug because doug knows it all when it comes to florida panthers and i'm always happy to be on with him and uh chat a little bit about uh hockey in, in florida and to the rapid fan base you guys have there well, thank you very much, Sean. And uh, I know I can't have you on the program without asking. I know you, you might not be spinning things in your CD player, but what's spinning in your CD player right now? That might be symbolic for what, what's on your Spotify right now. But, uh, but what have you been listening to? You know, I've, I've been uh, more, usually we talk a lot of metal. I've been more into hardcore a little bit lately. Uh, a couple of, uh, couple of really good bands employed to serve. Um, and then there's this Ukrainian band. They're not really hardcore a band called Ginger. It's really good. Um, but this week I'm in Montreal and I'll never be upset about being in Montreal, but back home in New Jersey in Philly this weekend is the, um, this is hardcore festival, which oh. is one of the best festivals around and, uh, terrors playing old school terror, mad ball. Um, and if I wasn't here in Montreal, eating smoked meat and covering the draft, I'd be there. So I'm probably safer here just by a little bit. I had a chance to see terror once uh, a number of years ago at the Vans Warp tour. And it was, uh, it was intense. I'll put it that way, but it was, a yeah, lot I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little too old for the mosh pit. So I'm probably a little bit safer here. Well, uh, always great to have you on the show, talking hockey, talking music, Sean Rourke from NHL.com. We thank you very much for uh, taking some time out. And you're not just a guest, you're a friend of the program. Your status has been elevated to a friend of the program. So we, we thank you very much, Sean, for stopping by. Awesome. I'm happy to do it anytime. Have a great, really short summer, and we'll get back after it in less than three months now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t